Hey, happy new year, new year, new you, right, everybody? Right? We're going to throw out all those bad habits and uh, maybe start 27,000 new habits that are going to be good. We're going to lose weight. We're going to smile more. We're going to have better posture. We're going to do the right thing every single time. We're going to spend more time with our pets, kids, friends, coworkers, whatever, you know, but you're going to volunteer, you're going to do more good, you're going to do all the things you thought, you thought, you know, be that person you thought you were, you know, a year ago. How's that working out for you from last year? No? Not working? All right. Well, let's talk about this. Resolutions are stupid. Yes. Agree. Good. Fantastic. But that doesn't mean we can't change. In fact, as human beings, we are effectively, you know, <laughs> defined by the fact that we are able to change. We are not the proverbial cheetah who cannot change their spots. We are people and we can make choices. And so let's talk about some real choices and what we're going to do in the new year and how you're going to do is make some small changes to make bigger impact coming up in the new year. And then I thank a lot of people for a pretty crazy year I've had this year. So we're going to be right back to talk about more. Welcome to the Talent Cast, the podcast dedicated to helping you get smarter at recruiting and hiring. We're going to get into the nitty gritty of employer brand and modern recruiting so that you, yes you, can hire better talent. Isn't that what we're all trying to do? I'm your host, James Ellis, and you can find me on Twitter at The War for Talent. That's at The War for Talent. Or on the Talent Cast website. Got a question? Got a topic? Got an idea? Tweet me. I'd love to hear from you. Ready to roll up your sleeves and think big? Great. Let's get to it. Hey, James Ellis here. So, uh, yeah, I'm totally stealing this idea from Tom Peters, and I'm sure I've talked about this before, but it's just this idea, and it's his new book, uh, uh, The Excellence Dividend, which if you haven't read it, it's probably the ultimate plane ride book. If you've got about two-hour plane ride from wherever you are to wherever you're going, frankly, if you have more time, it's even better, um, but two hours will get you that jolt. Anything, you know, if you have to take a lot more than that, it's like doing a lot of coffee, which... I highly endorse. But it's a good jolt. It wakes you up. It gets you going. Uh, the book is fantastic, and it's it's effectively everything Tom's ever thought about and you know the, the things he has strong opinions on, and I love Tom Peters and blah, 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 blah. Uh, he's on my Mount Rushmore. You know that. Anyway, one of the great concepts, and it, <clears throat> it's, a, it's one he talks about on Twitter a lot lately, uh, and by lately, I mean the last year. And if you don't follow him on Twitter, he's a lot of fun. He, you know, he's a cranky old dude, and God bless him, he is smart as hell, and he has, he's, he's mad as hell he's not going to take it anymore, which is fantastic. So that's, you know, right up my alley. But one of the things he talks about is this idea that excellence isn't a hope. Excellence isn't an aspiration. Excellence isn't an idea that's far away. Excellence is in the next email. Excellence is in the next conversation you have. Excellence happens based on what you do in the next five minutes. And here we caught, here we are walking up to the beginning of the year. Uh, we're publishing this December 31st, I guess. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, you probably won't even get to work till about the second or third, so maybe maybe even the seventh. You know, maybe you have the whole week off. I don't know your life. You do what you do. Um, this is a great chance to think about what are the things we can do to make big changes. Now, there's all sorts of literature, and I mean all sorts of literature that talk about this idea that if you want to make a big change, if you want to lose 100 pounds, if you want to uh, run the marathon, if you want to climb a mountain, whatever it is, you have to start not by saying, here's a big goal, I'm going to figure out how to get there because there's a huge gap between where you are now and this big goal, right? If you want to lose 100 pounds, if you want to climb a mountain, you want to run a marathon, it's not about day one, lose one pound, 
because day two is not lose to the second pound. It's not a linear progression. It's not, you know, and then there, you know, you don't step by step by step because you can't, because you don't know what day three is going to feel like or look like. And if you're expecting that day three, you lose a pound and you run a little faster and it turns out you have a bad day and by spoiler, it never works in a linear fashion. Um, you're going to give up and you're going to be like, I can't do this. I've, I've clearly failed. It's early on in the process. I'm giving up. The answer isn't to have a huge aspiration necessarily. The answer is to have a small habit change. What is one thing you can change, one small thing you can do each and every day, each and every minute that makes the, the habit different? Is it to choose to not have the cookie? Is it to say three days a week I'm going to at least walk around the block? Is it what is the thing you're going to you're going to sign up for the gym membership and you are committing to three uh, showing up three times a day or three times a week uh, for the first month. You're just committing to show up. You're committing to building the habit. Excellence is the same thing. Excellence is that habit. It's a thing you do every single day. Yes, it's a choice, but it's a choice you don't make for the month of January. It's a choice you make for the next five minutes. You say, okay, the next interaction I'm going to have with my boss, with my coworkers, with someone on another team, with a candidate, with a prospect, at a networking event, whatever it is, the next five minutes are about how can I make this work for me and them, right? It's a subtle change. It's not about going all salesperson and say, how do I get this person to apply? And if there's nothing I've talked about more this year, it's about this idea that maybe the transactional nature of applications is crap and we should fucking stop doing it. I'm sorry, did I swear too much there? Too bad. Um, but building a relationship is exactly what you should be doing. And you don't, you can't look at relationships in a transactional model. You can't look at relationships as a check done next. You don't look at your best friend that way. You don't go, oh, we're best friends. We don't ever have to do anything ever again. Oh, I'm married. I don't have to do anything to him or her ever again. Again, we're good. I've checked. I, we're married. What are they going to do? Well, let me tell you, I, there's lots they can do. <laughs> That's another episode. It's not about saying check done next. It's about saying what is the habit? You want a better marriage? The, the habit is ask them, is there anything I can get you while I'm up? You want to build a better marriage and a better relationship? Do that. Make that every single time you stand up to go to the kitchen and get a glass of water, to get a glass of wine, to get seconds on whatever dinner was, to grab a snack, to just go put something away. Just simply ask, is there anything I can grab you while I'm up? You do that every single time, your relationship will be infinitely better. <laughs> Not because they were starving and they've been waiting for years for you to offer them food, but because they remember every single day that you care about them and want them to be happy. And you're going to do the little things it takes to make them happy, that you're thinking about them, that you care about them, that you're just, hey, how can I help you? What, what, what makes your life a little easier right now? What can I grab for, you, grab for you from the kitchen? That's a habit change. And you do it every single day, not just January 1st, not just January, the first week of January, not just January. You do it forever and you commit to that small change. That is the next five minutes. That is the next habit you have to instill to make yourself a better recruiter or employer brander. And I know I have people from both schools who listen to this podcast, so hey, how you doing? Um, from a recruiter standpoint, it is this idea that come January when your first day of work, in fact, if you're thinking about this before you walk in the door, this fantastic timing, absolutely epic. This is a wonderful time to talk to me about this. Here's the answer. Here is the first habit you build. Never, ever, 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 ever. Here's the habit. Never send an email to more than one person at a time. Not an email, not an in-mail. I mean, outside to the world. You need to talk to your team? Talk to your team. I get that. But if you're talking to a prospect or candidate, you never, ever, 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 ever send it to more than one person. That's the habit. Well, gosh, James, that's easy. Yeah, it is easy. Then why the hell are you not doing it? 
And the thing is, is that little habit, much in the same way that, hey, is there anything I can get you while I'm up, is a habit that instills kindness. It reminds them that you care about them, that sparks emotional engendering of feelings of positivity. And these are all complicated words. And what the hell's wrong with my thesaurus? I got to throw it away. In the sa that same way, if you commit to this habit of never emailing more than one prospect at a time, you get to do a few small things. Like say, hey, Susan, hey, Susie, hey, Bob, hey, Patel, hey, whatever, hey, whoever. And frankly, and, and you know, we'll talk thanks later, but the, the data I'm seeing shows that frankly, just writing a hey name at the beginning of your outreach email has huge impacts on whether they open it and respond to it because they know immediately it wasn't a mass email. And we're living in a day and age where the tools to mass email everybody are so easy to use, they are overused, right? It's, it's like throwing corn, high fructose corn syrup and everything. Just because it's easy to do doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. Don't do it. Just because it's simple, just because the tools are there to make that easy, to spam the shit out of everybody, don't do it. Your habit is to say, I'm only gonna send an email to one person. Now, having had that thought, and you're gonna write their name at the top of it. Is there anything you know about this candidate that you could put in here to suggest that you actually know who they are and that your offer, your suggestion of talking about an opportunity, talking about a job, talking about an opening you have, talking about building a relationship might be based not on, I ran a SQL query and you were one of 1,700 people who showed up, so I'm just gonna grind through this freaking list. And more of a, you seem really interesting and you seem like, you're someone I could, we could both have a, a mutually beneficial relationship here. Does this make sense to you? A tiny habit of simply saying just one email supports all sorts of other changes. And when you start to commit to that habit of one person per email and your messages are a little more personal, <laughs> yeah, you're sending fewer emails, but they're twice as likely to get open. I think those are numbers you should live with. In fact, I think those are numbers you should be striving for. And frankly, the more you realize, the more custom you put in your email, the higher the likelihood someone responds to it means, yeah, you don't wanna send 1,000 emails a day or 100 emails a day, maybe 10. Maybe 10 is plenty. But if you send 10 and you know more than half are gonna get responded to, isn't that the win? You're not casting your net wide just because you can. You're trying to reach people for whom this might be a good, interesting conversation opportunity. You're building a, what's that word? Relationship, i.e. what you're supposed to be doing. Now there's a million other habits recruiters could have, right? It could be something as simple as every day, share one thing on social media to your team, to your networks. Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, if that's what you do. Uh, I don't know, whatever social networks you run in. If you're a data scientist, recruit, tech recruiter, and you're talking to data scientists, go find those data scientist forums and post one thing. Share a thing. Engage with it. It literally takes you three minutes. If you can set up some tools, and there are some free ones, and there are some not free ones, that allow you to say, hey, look, hey, I'm interested in this kind of content. Share with me this content every single day. You pick one interesting story, and then you reshare it to your network saying, hey, this is interesting. This is, seems like the future of blah, 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 blah. Has anyone experienced, you know, has anyone played with this yet? Has anyone had any uh, positive or negative experiences with this? Has this worked? Where does this work? Just ask a question while you're sharing stuff. You are going to be seen as someone who actually gives a tiny rat's ass about the industry. 
and as recruiters on the whole are known for being, I don't know, jerks about it showing up grabbing every name they can spam the hell out everybody they can and walking the hell out once they get that role filled that they're willing to burn a thousand bridges to fill the one role today because they don't understand the concept that tomorrow there's a those people might be prospects tomorrow and unfortunately that's how recruiters are encouraged to behave up until recently it's not your fault recruiters you just were you know built in a, in a world where spamming was actually the way to go but those days are over so now if you focus on building relationships, sharing content, growing relationships, getting your name out, there's that personal branding concept that everybody seems to be raving about. I don't know. Maybe it's a thing. Maybe you should take it seriously. Maybe you should engage in answering questions on Quora. Maybe you should spend five minutes every week answering a question on Quora or every morning, every day, every weekday, answer a question. Sadly, you're going to answer the same questions over and over again, but some of them will be interesting and you will build your personal brand. People will realize this person seems vaguely helpful and will want to engage with you. And if, as, if you're a recruiter and you don't understand the value of people wanting to engage with you, I'm not sure what you think your job is. There's a million little habits you could be building. Now, don't take that to mean go make a million new habits because <laughs> that's a tough call. That is a very big ask. You should be focusing on one new habit and like i said something simple do how how about this one never ever share a job on social media ever again there's a good habit every time you have the instinct that says i'm going to share this job instead share a piece of content that is connected to that job and anybody who responds to that content you can say hey that's i'm hey thanks for sharing thanks for liking that content by the way we have this opening if this is the sort of thing you're into do you know anybody who'd be great at it not can i sell you but can you help me now that i've given you some valuable information can you help me solve my problem i've solved your problem you can solve my problem we can help each other we can be a society it's gonna be fantastic come on in the water is amazing so far so good fantastic But if you can't get enough of this stuff, I have some news. You can bring the James Ellis experience to your event or company. Just go to jamesellis.us and learn about all the kinds of custom presentations I can build and deliver for you or your team. But if it's time to get some hands-on help with your employer branding, recruiting, and hiring, either from the ground up or some strategic support, I would love to help. Just reach out to Proactive Talent or ProactiveTalent.com. That's where I work, and we can help you hire better. Cool? Cool. All right, let's get back to it right? A million different habits you should be instilling, but the trick is pick one, do it. And if you get real good at it, come January, I don't know, 13th, 14th, whatever two weeks from now is, do it again. Add in another new habit. You don't have to tell anybody you're doing it. Don't be one of those people who say, hey, everybody, here are my resolutions for the year. You can call me on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't care. Don't do that. If you need that, there are there are literally websites in which you can say, "I will put up a hundred dollars if I and if I get to keep, I get to keep that money if I meet these habits and goals, and if I don't, I'm giving it to charity." You're making that public commitment, and that's great. Do that on those sites. No one in your na- in your network really wants to engage with that. It's a little weird. Maybe you have a handful of people you do, but that's a personal level. That's not a mass level, right? It's not just recruiters though. Employer brand folks, you have the opportunity. J- January. New time to kick off 
some projects, some ideas to make some changes to build those great habits. And let's be fair, ultimately good employer branding is not about campaigns. Spoiler, 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 spoiler. It's not about campaigns. It's not about projects. It's not about budgets. It's about habits. Employer branding is about building habits for yourself, for your teams, for your uh, coworkers, for staff, for people in all your different networks and all your different groups is about building habits. For example, you want your company to be known as a great place to work. Well, okay, that's fantastic. And there's a forum I can't talk about. And someone posted, hey, um, how do you figure out what to put in your employee video? And you're like, that's not a three-second question you think it is. It's literally weeks of work to determine your position, your brand promise, how to express that brand promise, how to engage in that content, how do you engage people with it in a way that says this brand promise means something to you or, or is not for you and you should walk away. There's a so many layers to that question. It's right up there with, you know, is a tree red? You know, it's like a uh, Zen cone kind of like, ah, the sound of one job clapping. God help me. I don't know. My brain's going to explode. It's a lot of thought. Well, here's the deal. Employer brand is a habit. Videos aren't a habit. Videos are campaigns. Videos are tactics. If you do the habit right, videos can come to it, come from it. They can be sparked from it just like social campaigns can just like a poster can, just like a referral project can, just like, just like, just like. But it starts with this habit, and that is, how do I make it clear to someone what this company stands for and what the value proposition is? How do I communicate it? How do I not just make it my job to communicate it, but how do I encourage everyone else around me to communicate as well, to embrace it, to digest it, to uh, you know express it in their own words because it's not the James show or the Bob show or the Sue show or the Elena show or whoever show. It's not just your show. It's about the company show, and that means everybody has a voice and everybody should be using a voice. That doesn't happen because you dictate it. It doesn't happen because you've mandated. Everybody should say nice things about this company. Try that. See how that works. Get back to me. I'd love to hear. <laughs> uh, it's because you've built a habit and you've in instilled that habit in other people. You've encouraged them to say, when you run into somebody in this industry and they're interested in this company, these are the kinds of things you say. Not here's the thing to say. Not here's the script. Not here's the talking points. It's, these are the kinds of things we think we care about the most. You use your own words and your mileage may vary. But by encouraging those habits in other people, you are creating an army of people who will amplify and add flavor to your message to be part of the larger chorus, right? In a chorus of, of voices, they're not all singing the exact same note. If they did, that would sound atrocious. They're sound, saying different notes. They're building harmony. That's the goal is to build that harmony of ideas, to build that harmony of messages so that no matter what note you hear or whatever note is closest to you, you go, that's interesting, I want to learn more. The goal of the employer brand is not to sell somebody on the company, it's to spark interest and then feed that interest and let people make their own call. If your goal was simply to make people interested in it, well, you're selling, you're selling I don't know, flatware, knives, uh, Tupperware, uh, 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 <laughs> timeshares in Florida. You're just trying to close deals. That's no fun. Even recruiters know that's a bad idea. And recruiters are actually encouraged to close those deals, to put butts in seats for the most part, which is too bad. As an employer brand, you should be able to, you should be the one banging the drum that says, I want fewer people to apply because that means people who apply get why and they like why. 
That's a habit. It doesn't happen because you say it is. It, it happens because you've decided to every every day go to the gym and every day stop eating sugar and every day go in and, 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 and walk in a couple of flights of stairs. And it turns out on day two, you still have to do it. And on day three and on day 12 and on day 50. But something happens in that process when you embrace that habit is that suddenly all these things you want to happen start happening. You lose the weight. You feel fitter. You get better sleep. You feel more positive. You feel like you can climb mountains. You start to climb rocks. You see how it goes, right? Those are the habits you can build. If you build the habit within your own company, suddenly people are coming to you with good ideas on how to express this this, this position, this brand promise, this concept of why they like working at the, at the company. They have whole new audiences they want to help you engage with. Suddenly, the work that you put in because of the habit sparks all sorts of different value propositions to you, all sorts of different opportunities, all sorts of different ways for you to go. If to have, here, you know, and, 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 and as an employer brand professional, here is the magic moment. When the person you don't know in that company, it's a big company, let's pretend, and it's someone you don't know, you've never been introduced to them, but they find you on email or they find you on ugh, phone call or they you know video call you or whatever and they say hey i know you i seen the work you've been doing promoting our employer brand i get it how do we talk to this audience how do i help you talk to this audience that doesn't happen because you killed it one day. It doesn't happen because that one project got spoken about by the CEO. It happens because you built a habit of excellence and you are committed to that habit every single day. That you focused on what do people need to know? What would move them to action? What would help them understand our brand and value proposition and positioning? What would help them understand who we are and why that makes sense to them? How do I get them not to the answer, but to help them decide to find the answer? Because everybody's journey is personal. That is a habit of excellence in employer branding. And that happens because January 3rd, you walked up and said, how do I make this a habit? How do I encourage everybody to do this? Not how do I make this the James show or your show, but how do I make this the everybody show? The habits happen. The habit of excellence happen because of the next email you write and because of the next meeting you show up to and because of the next conversation you have. That is where the habit leads. That is the value of having that habit and how it supports you in everything you're about to do in 2019. And with that, I have a couple of thank yous. And I have notes, which is unusual for me, as you know. And frankly, my penmanship is atrocious, so I don't know if I can read half of my stuff. But And this is in zero order, zero order. Just so I'm clear, a year ago, this was just a goofy podcast, and some people listened to it. And it was like, oh, it's a thing James does. Cool. I guess so. Huh. And it didn't have critical mass. It didn't have any. I felt like it was working in a, in a vacuum. And, and uh, Audra Knight, who I've thanked repeatedly, um, it spoke up. This is about a year and a half ago, a little more than a little less than that. And she just said, hey, you should show up to this event. Or, hey, how do I get you to speak at this event? You're, you know, you're saying something interesting. And that was the spark that made me realize there is a whole other world beyond the coffee table, uh, dining room table podcasting world. And it opened doors for me. And in the last year, I've spoken at a bunch of events. I've met amazing people. I've realized 
and I've I've realized that there are other people who have the same thoughts that I do, and maybe they don't get a chance to express them, but they're trying to move that the, the boulder along, right? They you know they get it. They're moving. They're saying that the future is now. Let's go ahead and start building it out. And because of that, and thank you, Audra, by the way, I thank thank you many times, but there it is one more time. Because of that kind of spark, I've been able to build for lack of a better word, a tribe of people who are get it, people who are trying to do amazing things. And these are the people who I consider in my tribe uh, for various reasons and for various purposes. Uh, but uh, Elena and Abby, that's Elena a Valentine and Abby Cheeseman over at Skill Scout, who get it, who come at it from a completely different angle. And on paper, they and I should have nothing to do with each other. But at the same time, we get along like a house of cards and we're house fire and we, we connect and we are, we are, we are in, at the core of it trying to do amazing things and trying to do the same kind of thing of communicating bigger ideas to an industry that has shunned big ideas for a very long time. Uh, Lindsay Parks, uh, the Travelers, she's amazing. I got a chance to be on a panel with her. And thank you for reminding me that my voice matters and I can do some good. And even if it's just by helping other people, that's, that's fantastic. Katrina Kibben, who um, <clears throat> went uh, 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 private, public, she started her own company this year. You know, she had the the cojones or the ovaries or whatever to jump and, and jump and make the make the thing happen. And I got a chance to bump into her in person for the first time just after she pulled the trigger. And at the time, I expressed how much in awe of her I was and how much I'm just taking notes and watching her pull the trigger. And here I am consulting and doing all sorts of other things because of that. So thank you, Katrina, and having good conversations with me. I appreciate it. Ben Gledhill, who is in the same vein of trying to reinvent employer brand, is doing the same thing for how do you be, build a recruitment marketing plan for no money. God, I love that. I gotta, And he updates it every couple months. Keep an eye on that stuff. It's just a great way to spark th good thinking about this. The way you've always done it is not the way you have to do it. Uh, Ian Hamilton, apparently I'm just doing the Brits now. Um, I'm sorry, not Brits. You are Technically, some of you are... I want to say Welsh or Yorkshire. It's all complicated. And I think uh, Ian is Scottish, I want to say. Um, yeah, so I don't understand. It, it's all complicated. And, and God help you all with Brexit. What the hell are you people doing? Ian, who uh, is doing great work with bots and who's got a new job this year and, and has done great things. He has been a huge uh, proponent of mine. And he's had great, I've had great conversations with him. And I thank him so much. Uh, Chiru Mahatra, who um, God is a badass. I don't know any other way to put that just a badass and if you don't know who she is go freaking pay attention i'm gonna put all these names in the show notes um andrea hurtado out of miami uh and protus um torin uh, ellis who i will be thanking in a second connected me with her and again it's amazing to find these random connections you're like it's i guess the amazing thing is how quickly you can realize that a person's on the same page with you they're, they're trying to move mountains and they're taking the piss out of shit and saying this is stupid why are we doing this like this why aren't we doing this smarter why don't we reinvent this and she's one of those people um and her stupid instagram channel just blows me away um angie veros chicago girl yeah um God, I love having talk conversations with you and I. Uh, you always remind me to do better, that I can do better, that I can do more, and thank you for that. Hung Lee, apparently I'm going back to, to, to England. Um, England? Britain? Europe? I don't know. Where are you based at? I'm pretty sure you're London-based. Um, you move around a lot. Uh, I don't think there's been anybody specifically in Europe, but probably global, who's done more to 
corral the conversation around the future of recruiting more than Hung Lee. Um, if you are not subscribed to Brain Food, if you are, uh, if you are not, if you, frankly, if you just go and see what he's done the last week for his New Year, end of year kind of wrap up, it's mind blowing. Uh, and I don't say that because somewhere I'm tucked away as a podcast to listen to, um, but because there's so much good stuff there. Thank you, Hung. Um, Tiffany Lee, who I had a great conversation with at the last, I want to say, I've had a couple of good, great conversations with you. We keep running into you in Austin. Um, she's doing great stuff, and uh, I thank you so much for encouraging me and reminding me that I'm not an idiot as much as I, my brain suggests that I'm an idiot. Uh, Will Staney and Brian Chaney, uh, yeah, Brian Chaney, uh, why does that rhyme? Am I just now realizing that Will Staney and Brian Chaney rhymes? Um, that, Wow. That's wow. So that's the thing. Um, they run Talent Brand Alliance, and it's their baby. And I'm on the board, but it's their baby, and they're trying to make things happen. And it, there's nothing I like more than people trying to make things happen. And while I'm talking about it, the entire TBA board, um, I won't name by name, name publicly. I don't need to, but uh, they, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I love having conversations, even though I think I've become the joker of the board and making quiet jokes off on the side. Um, thank you all for putting your effort, time, and energy in this thing. I do appreciate it. And I'm learning so much from you. Torin Ellis, who is not related to me technically, uh, but by the vagaries of history at this country, there's probably some history way, way, way back when. Um, he is if you have if you don't get a chance to hear him speak you're missing out if you don't if you have a chance to hire him to speak and you don't you're an idiot uh and i just just a moron just you're just stupid don't do that he is fantastic he blows me off the stage every single every single time i see him um he helps me he helps push me and make realize you know you can do this better you can do this more tracy parsons who is me but in a female form i'm pretty sure and i'm hoping that's not insulting um you blow me away, and and good luck with whatever comes next year, and and or the many things that are about to happen to you. Uh, let me know how I can help. Thank you so much, Shane Gray from Clinch. I'm back to Britain again. Uh, not Britain. That's uh, he's Irish, right? Yes, Irish. Um, just an insanely smart guy, uh, and and so good at coming at things from the the ass into everything and trying new ideas and realizing this is stupid. Why are we doing this this way? And if you notice that that's a, tr a theme, you're right. So thank you, Shane. Chad and Joel of Chad and She's podcast, they of the ugly, ugliest sweater of the, you know, of the year. Um, you guys purport to be the most dangerous podcast in the world. Yeah. Okay. I'll give it to you. It's certainly more, a little more dangerous than mine, but mine comes from a sneaky angle. But I will say um, thank you for, for putting out and, 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 and pushing the boundaries and trying new things and being willing to say, this is stupid. Why are we doing this? And as the industry is growing and it needs someone to kind of take out the trash on a fairly regular basis, and there you are just dumping the shit out. So thank you for that. Allison Krauss, Chicago. Um, every time I have a conversation with you, it is fantastic. So I just look forward to having more conversations with you. Jeff Hyman over at uh, Rock, uh, Rockstar Recruiting and uh, uh, Strong Suit Podcast. Fantastic podcast. Great conversations with him. Again, more Chicago. Uh, and to round up my Chicago, Brad Ferris and Jill Salzman, who I talk about now and then, who have nothing to do with recruiting, um, but just just smart blokes, smart blokes and birds. I don't know where my Britishisms are coming from. Um, I don't know if this is wrong. But anyway, Brad and Jill are fantastic. If you don't listen, they're breaking down their breaking down your business podcast. It's fantastic. And they're delightful human beings and funny as hell. And I like being friends with them so much they don't even know. 
and with that, I'm about to wrap up with here's what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to doing great work with great clients. Um, I've got a pipeline going. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Thanks to all the people who helped me build that pipeline. Uh, I'm just really looking forward to doing great work. And if that's something you want, give me a holler. I, I can hook you up and or figure out where the best way to, to get you that help or get you that work is. I'm certainly thrilled to be play a part of it or pass you along to someone who can do a better job. Um, I got a lot of events coming up. I will say right now, I'm super pumped. And I'm going to be in London in this summer. And maybe that's where the Britishisms are coming. I'm going to do a uh, Wreckfest. Um, so thanks, Bill and Jamie and everybody for inviting me to that. I can't wait to actually meet you and not just be stupid Facebook friends. And maybe you can teach me more about rugby and soccer, football, or whatever the hell you call it. Yeah, Premier League makes no sense to me. Um, and finally, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say I have a big project coming out. It's it's six whole weeks in the making, which for most of you sounds like the beginning of something. And for me, that's usually how most projects go. That's the completion. I'm about to enter phase two of it. I'm hoping it becomes a real thing. I'm hoping it becomes, I don't know, a book or a big piece of content that says this is the lay of the land. This is the universe as we know it, and this is where it's heading. So um, I want to thank everybody who's helped me and encouraged me. And so I'm hoping this is the year that you actually get to see it and respond to it and tell me I'm full of it or tell me it makes sense or tell me that it works. That's what I want it to be. So this has been a longer podcast than I thought it was, 32 minutes, and I'm tired of talking. The coffee has not, not kicked in, but... I'm talking a lot and I, that's because I'm nervous and I, it's because I'm nervous when I thank people because I know I've forgotten somebody and I apologize if I've forgotten somebody because that's just, I'm, I'm an idiot. You all know that by now. You have proof every single week listen to this podcast that I'm mostly a moron. Um, but thank you so much for listening. Thank you for playing a part. Thank you for sharing it and encouraging me and speaking up. If you've got an idea you want me to talk about on this podcast, speak up. If you are a PR person telling me you want me to interview someone, because you're a huge fan of the podcast, uh, clearly you're not. So don't do that. But otherwise, if you want, you know, let's let's talk an issue out. Let's talk a problem out. Let's talk an idea out. Let's let's get to get a little deeper in it. Um, I'd love to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for sharing. Thanks so much for reviewing. Did you know I'm like the number three hundredth podcast in the Netherlands in business and marketing, and three hundred twentieth in Norway? I know I'm a huge deal. Thanks so much for listening, and I will talk to y'all next week. Bye. Well, the music means you've made it to the end of another episode of the Talent Cast. If this was useful to you, do not keep it a secret. Share it with your team. Share it with your boss. Share it with your networks. I don't know. Share it with your mom. Uh, if you have questions you'd like me to answer on a future show or just, you know, general ideas about how to make this thing better, just ping me on Twitter. You know, I'm at the War for Talent. At the War for Talent. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye.